We are all born with a purpose, yet identifying what that is can be very challenging. It can be even more challenging to find purpose in your business. So, is it possible to find purpose in your business and make profit at the same time? Not only is it possible, but a business led by purpose can be even more profitable than one that is simply led by profit. Join Robert Fukui as he explores how to be purpose-led and profitable while making a positive impact in your community. All right, good morning. This is Robert Fukui, your host of the Purpose and Profitability Podcast, where we believe that having a profitable, purpose-led business can lead to community transformation. Um, happy March. can't believe we're already in March, but I'm here with my co-host once again, Eric Yoon of Standout Marketing. And we're going to talk today about, well, random marketing thoughts. <laughs> so it's my way of saying, I'm not really prepared for today. So let's just talk about what's on our mind. Um, but now we're, um, I think this will be fun. I mean, a lot of times, now I'm a big planner and, I, and I, there's another episode coming up that's going to help us perfectionists uh, kind of break that that uh, need to be perfect. So, so today is going to be one of those episodes, uh, not totally planned out, but we do have some things that we just want to share, some just thoughts and ideas that hit our head, anything from social media to SEO to web design, good copy, um, you know, whether it's for a business, like for a real estate business, a restaurant, or for it's an e-commerce business, um, you never know what you're going to get this episode. Um, but uh, anyway, we thought uh, this would be fun. <clears throat> Always things that we could recommend. So we're just going to kind of go back and forth a little bit today and have a discussion. So what do you think, Eric? Yeah, awesome. I'm curious, <laughs> where, I'm curious where we're going to start in this. <laughs> it's like a... <laughs> Not knowing where to take the first bite. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start with how was your weekend? Um, I mentioned on this on this podcast, but I'm working on a on a, on an EP. It's my first one, so I got to hear the progress of that. So it's it's coming along really well. I'm really happy with it. Awesome, that's, that's good. So how long has that been, how long has that been in the works? Um, a few months now, but I mean the songs I've been writing since like five years ago. But it's one of those things that like when you're really passionate about and it just kind of paralyzes you because you're so, you're so kind of afraid of it you know it's one of those things and so um but i just made it a deal to i just made it a point to this year make sure i get something done and once i put like people around me to do it and like put the money into it and just the right people to keep me accountable like i can't quit you know i can't just not do it mm-hmm. so yep. yeah, that's what I, I did this time that made me follow through with it good well, hey, there's a there's a tip, there's a marketing tip right there. Is yes. a lot of people are afraid to spend and invest uh-huh. time and money in the marketing. Yeah. Um, and I think what you said is is key. A couple things is number one, mm-hmm. commit to spend, uh, commit mm-hmm. to spend to the money and the time. I think once you put money invested into it, then all of a sudden you start to well get committed to it. And a key thing is to also put the right people around you to not just hold you accountable, but can also give you some, some guidance, some counsel. You know, we've talked a lot about these things in the past, but making sure you have good people around you that can help you guide and, and also even potentially pivot if uh, things don't go according to, go according to plan. So I think commitment, putting something skin in the game to, to get you committed and then putting the right people around you that can hold you accountable and keep you moving forward and um, give you just good guidance and counsel. So there's a good marketing tip right there. Yeah. <laughs> so I think and that's a good start because regardless of what, what kind of marketing you're going to do, um, I think that's the start is that commitment and the guidance and counsel around. Mm-hmm. 
the next step, I think, is just knowing your target audience. Mm-hmm. Right? I think there's a lot of preparation to when you're going to do good marketing. There's a lot of good preparation that has to be involved before you actually go do some blog posts or you know do Facebook pages or Facebook lives or you know um, create a website or you name it. But you got to know who you're going for, and the, the tighter you can make that target audience, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people try to always do the uh, you know cast a wide net approach all the time. And yeah. that's a big problem with that because then you don't know who you're really marketing to. And then you, or you're going to try all kinds of things. Yeah. And also the message, your marketing message isn't going to be tight, right? It's one thing to sell guitars to country music um, <laughs> artists versus to rock stars, to rock and roll people that play rock and roll, right? Totally different message, totally different vibe, totally different images. So when you know um, who your audience is, then you're more likely to, to, to get to gain traction from them. And so I, yeah. I brought up the guitar because I see the guitar behind you. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so here's some random marking thoughts, right? We're just kind of going with what, what I'm seeing or what I'm hearing. Yeah. Um, That's such a good point because I think people really, um, people really get engaged with things that kind of make them feel exclusive. Like if people were like, you know, this is, um, this is a, like a great computer or something, then, it's like, oh, okay. Well, like you know, it doesn't really matter. But if you say this is a this is a perfect computer for um, people that are doing administrative work, mm-hmm. you know, then it's like, oh, well, yeah, I'm I'm doing administration, mm-hmm. you know, or people who are musicians, this is the best uh, software to use, or you know, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. and so I think it's really good to uh, nail down a, a specific market target market than just the cast wide approach. Just people just connect yeah. with exclusivity. And feeling like they matter a little more than other people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you never know, sometimes you create a market too, because like, you know, in the case of the Apple computers, um, at the time the PC was mainly meant for business application. And so, you know, Steve Jobs and Walt Wozniak, well, they want to create a computer that even the everyday person could would want to use and would use it, mm-hmm. right? Not so much just for a business application. And so right. they were targeting just the the, I guess the, I guess what you call the secular market or the, you know, basically the non-business market. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would think, you know, especially you got to think back now here we can say, Oh yeah, well it's obvious it's a bigger market, you know, people that aren't just in business. But at the time you got to think about the computers were really, you know, what would you use it for? It's really for business. You right. know, why would just the, 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 the housewife or just the, the mechanic dad use it? Use this especially, especially when they don't know how to code and all that kind of stuff, right? There is right. no, you didn't see a kind of mainstream use for it, mm-hmm. but they created that in a sense. But mm-hmm. it's essentially for building a computer that that the everyday person would would use and would want to use. So yeah. even that kind of targeting also helped them create a market, mm-hmm. and it helped them craft their product to be appealing to that market. So you never know when you are get very specific, even for when you see, when you don't think when others may not see a market for it, <laughs> but you know, when you start to say, Hey, I'm going to, I want to service this group of people uh, because they're untapped. They're not using. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <clears throat> what about, uh, I think um, good design obviously is, you know, when you start, regardless of if you're, whatever you're going to use for marketing, you know, again, starting with the fundamentals, um, good design, good copy, um, good, good titling, you know, everything that you do marketing wise is going to need those things, right? Design. Yeah. Uh, good copy, 
good titles. Right. So got anything to say about that, about how to, you know, start to develop some of those things? I mean, as a designer yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I think one thing to keep in mind is that design isn't the primary focus, um, that the design is more of a, a supplement. It, it really supports what the main intention of the website is. And, um, surprisingly, um, a lot of people aren't really sure when they're about to start a website, really, they're not exactly sure why they want to start the website. Meaning this, I mean, uh, Robert and I talk about this all the time, but we always ask uh, people, what are their call to actions? So you say, what's how specifically, specifically, how do you want your um, website visitor to interact with your website? Mm -hmm. Do you want them to sign up to an email? Do you want them to, do you want to encourage them to walk in the store? Do you want to buy something in your online store? Do you want them to call you? And uh, just, you know, just really identify a solid primary, maybe secondary call to action. And um, really the design should really be a revolve around those call to actions, you know, um, or else you just get distracted and you give them, you know, if you give them 10 choices, then, um, then you, um, what well, we like to call it, uh, paralyzing by choice, where you're just like, there's so many things to do and you're just like, uh, yeah. I don't know, and you just end up just kind of surfing around and leaving because you haven't really given them a, um, a really solid you know, specific set of directions on how you want them to interact with your site. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, paralyzed <laughs> by choice. That, that's something yeah. uh, one of your buddies said, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, yeah. My uh, my, my designer. We're at, we're out eating, and there's just like big old menu with a lot of stuff. And he's one of those these like really quiet guys who like whenever he says something, it's like really really funny, you know. But he's just sitting there for like three four minutes, not saying anything, and then uh, he just goes, hmm, "I'm paralyzed by choice." <laughs> I just started laughing. It was so funny. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah uh you know when it comes to design web design and all that you know the one of the things um i was recommend is like look if you're not gifted at the thing just hire it out i mean i see so many people try to you know build their own websites because you know there's a lot of marking out there for for wix and squarespace and you name it to you know build your own site you know it's really mm -hmm. easy click and drag and, and yeah it's easy to do but when i look at this the stuff i mean you know, because when you look at their marketing, when you go on their website, you know, they show all these websites that look great. Well, yeah. you know, if you're not gifted at web design and design, it's just not going to come out great, <laughs> regardless of how easy it is to construct a website. So I think it's, you know, know, know your gift. And it's like, look, you know, buck it up and just pay somebody that knows what they're doing um, mm -hmm. and make it, make, it, make it done and do it well. So then you know, one of the points is going to be is how do you choose a good designer? How do you choose a good marketing agency? So not just design and graphic design, but even just a marketing agency that's going to help you with social media or SEO and all that stuff. You know, we're not all gifted in marketing. So, you know, in general, hey, if you're not gifted at it, you know, hire it out um, because yeah. you'll get a lot better results and it'll free up your time to do the other things that you're really gifted at to grow the business. Mm -hmm. So how would you go about, you know, suggesting choosing a good agency? Um, yeah, I just saying here, hit hit the uh, comment button on them and yeah. call you. <laughs> yeah, I think there's um, three main things I would look for. Is one, um, just see who's they've done who they've done work for in the past. You know, they should have some kind of portfolio of their work on their website. You know, and just see is this like is this my style? Do they have anyone similar to my industry? You know, um, are they reputable brands? Maybe. And so that's already a good good sign if they've done good work that you that you like. And then uh, the second one would be um, you know talk to them, try to talk to someone you know 
a little higher up, see if there's chemistry, you know, if you guys understand each other. Um, Cause you know, like uh, just different designers have a different vibe, a different way of working and it might not fit your way of working. And so um, look for that as their chemistry and the way you guys work, you know, mm -hmm. can you work together as a team? Um, because really what you're doing is it, it, you have to become team members, not just, uh, I, I think instead of like, oh, I'm going to hire them to do something. It's like, you want them as a team member. You want them to understand your brand. That's yeah. really important. So that's number two. And then number three would be price. Is it in your budget? You know, um, um, you know, however you deal with price, but obviously I think prices, I don't have to even say it though, but <laughs> that's like one of the main things people look for. So those three yeah. things I think would be, um, things I'd look for. Yeah. And, and I would add, you know, when I'll come back to the pricing thing, the other thing is, you know, when you're interviewing, uh, these agencies, um, you know, you said, you kind of said it too, is, you know, you want to work with people that kind of, you feel comfortable working with and you want to have people that are, are going to be willing to teach you you know, are kind of teachers, not just doing it and not just kind of, some of them are come across as pretty arrogant design. We just know what we're doing. So we'll take care of it. And if you have questions, they kind of talk over you, uh, but not, aren't really teaching you, you know, and it's, it's important to feel, feel that they're, they're there to also teach you and help you understand the process, help you understand, you know, what, what success is going to look like, you know, because obviously a lot of people, when you hire a marketing agency, you want sales, um, but depending on what you're having them do, sometimes they can't do, you know, what they do doesn't always, uh, they can't track sales, you know, based on what they do, but they can track like impressions or clicks or, you know, just, you know, people calling, pick up the phone, but they can't, depending on how much or and how deep you're going to hire them to, to do the work, you know, they can't always promise the sales, but they can promise certain types of results that can lead to sales, right? Just like I said, picking up the phone and clicks and, and comments and likes, I mean, the, things like that. So it's important to understand what success looks like when you're hiring these people, right? How, what, what's reasonable success that you wish you could be, be expect, but, but hiring people that you feel um, are, are teachers, you know, yeah. helping teach you the process so you understand the, the, what's going on. And then when it comes to price, is like, yeah, don't, definitely don't price shop. You know, like you said, like you hear, you know, you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're going to, you know, when you're going for the lower price, well, you know, what kind of, what are going to be the differences in results that you think? Right. As you're interviewing these people and you're asking these agencies, what can ex results can I expect? What are you going for? What does success look like? <clears throat> so, you know, when you're, if you're just strictly shopping on price, because anybody can say, oh, we can do, we'll manage your social media, right? They'll just take that, for example, and we'll charge you $250 a month versus somebody else who's going to charge you $1,000 a month. Mm -hmm. Well, before you get sticker shot, say, okay, what can I expect for $1,000 a month? What are you going to do for $1,000 a month? And what can I expect, what kind of success can I expect? And versus a $250 a month person, what kind of success can I expect? Um, and so, you know, it's really kind of asking a lot of questions uh, for these with these agencies, um, and not strictly just going based on on price is is key. Yeah. Um. So you know, you hired a good agency. Um. You know, you just kind of started. You you know your target market. Um, you're starting to understand what good design looks like. Uh, good content. I think there that's probably a missing piece for yeah. a lot of people's marketing activities is good content, good copy, good titles. Um, 
lot of people that do social media, a lot of people that are a lot of marketing agencies that are going to do the marketing for you. They're not necessarily gifted in good copy. So it's important to ask, do you have a copywriter? Mm-hmm. And not just some guy that's just going to write copy for you, but I mean, somebody that's gifted in writing good copy and look for examples of, of that because good copy is, is a thing that sells because it's not only the imagery that sells and is going to force the customer to stop and to click or, you know, to take an action, but it's also the title and then what, and then what everything else that they read in the copy that would get people to, to take action. So what do you think about copy and content? Yeah. Um, yeah, just a couple things. Like one thing that is the first thing that you'd want to do is come up with a list of words and words that you can choose from. And, um, these, um, these keywords become, we call them keywords, they become like your guidelines and they really help you stay on track with like, do I really need this content? Really help you keep your written content tight um, and intentional. But basically these are the keywords that people are searching for on Google and uh, related to your industry and things like that. And just embedding that through all your copy is really good. Um, Even hashtag searches are really good. Um, You know, these, these are social media, like hashtags are a great way to, know what you know what people are um what people are interested in and things like that so there's an app called hash me app where you can type in like one word maybe it's the industry or maybe it's like uh, physical fitness exercise or you know horse health even you know Mm -hmm. and they spit out 30 hashtags that are related you know i would even add those into my keywords Mm -hmm. and so um that's a good way to start is come up with a list of keywords and like a word bank that Mm -hmm. you could use from and that helps you too to develop content. When you get stuck, you're like, I don't know what to write about. Just look at your keywords and be like, okay, what can I write about? Yeah. You know, this keyword. Yeah, <clears throat> that's good because it's important for search engine optimization. Um, you know, knowing what people might be searching for, what words they're going to be typing in to search for a product or service like yours, for a company like yours, um, you name it. So, and, and getting those keywords is very important. So you know, you know how to. Yeah, how to kind of uh, craft your article or blog post or whatever, or your social posts. What I mean, even your LinkedIn profile, um, because everything these days when they go on the search engines, Google usually, um, you know, everything is searchable and everything is rankable, basically. So it's not only your search, your website might pull up, but it might be your LinkedIn profile pulls up because right. there are certain keywords and. Um, maybe even your Facebook profile, your YouTube um, video. I mean, you name it, but knowing when you're using the same keywords, no matter what um, type of medium you're using from website to social um, and you name it, that the likelihood of you pulling up in the search engines when a customer is searching for something like you for a product, like you for a product or service like yours or a business like yours, you're going to have a higher likelihood of being, of being pulled up. Mm-hmm. Right. So hash, was there any other um, websites or something that helps with copy generation or titles or something? Was it, was it this, the hash, hash me app? Is that what you think? Yeah. Hash me app. And yeah. then uh, there's another cool thing. This is for, um, and bl- uh, this is for blogs and for anyone wondering if blogs are relevant in 2019, they still are because there's three different types of content. There's video, there's imagery and there's script. Right. And so, um, Sorry, for audio, I forgot about. Yeah, so there's there's um, all four of those. I, I say three because like I feel like uh, photography and video are, are both kind of visual. But so they're they're four. But you know the script one is never really going to go away, especially because of SEO. Like you know, 
um, at least, you know, SEO not right now is not really picking up video, right? It's like, unless the video has some kind of tag to it or something, mm-hmm. but script is, you know, really relevant. So mm-hmm. um, when you come up with blog titles, um, like the titles are really important because that's the, that's the first thing that they're going to see, right? It doesn't matter how good the content is, if the title doesn't really grab them. And so, um, here's a little tool for you guys. And I know we're kind of taking a shotgun approach with this one. So I think this is like golden for me but um, it's a blog title generator. So the URL is SEO presser, P-R-E-S-S-O-R, not E-R-O-R. So it's S-E-O-P-R-E-S-S-O-R.com. So once you go in there, um, I'll actually just share the screen really quick. And for anyone listening, I'll just kind of um, explain what's going on here. And so let's share this. So let's say, um, let's say you want to do something on SEO, right? As a skill. And then you just type in SEO and then you just press next. Oh, I already hit my daily limit. So you got to, so you got to, um, subscribe. Is that the deal? Yeah. All right. So, so so here's a good lesson. So SEO presser. So you get a a limit for five. What is it? Five titles. Yeah. For free, basically. Yeah. So you type it. So go ahead and just describe what you're supposed to do. Uh, Or I I can even do it on. Yeah, you could do it on yours, but I'd love to show them just to see like what kind of titles you get because when you see what kind of titles they spit out, it's it's really good. All right, let me go ahead and keep talking and I'll, uh, I'll pull it up. Yeah. So, so for example, like on that one, it was, um, you know, 13, um, like DIY ways to, um, to SEO your web to, you know, have great SEO, um, on your website or something like that. Right. And so, um, basically it just helps you get creative, not only with making great titles, but I found that actually, it helps me my creativity in writing to start going too. And so if I'm like, oh, I don't know how to juice this uh, article up, you know, it's just some keywords they might say in that title might give me some ideas on, you know, how I should write and things like that. And so, um, so do I just type in, is this the right website? Just com. There is nothing in there. SEOpressor.com. Yeah, that's what I'm in. Online marketing tools? Is that where it took you to? Uh, Why connected on tools. So here's just the homepage. Why does it look different? That's so weird. I spell it differently? SEOpressor.com. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you're going to... All right, this might be a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is what we we get for doing uh, random marketing thoughts. (laughs) 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 Well... So, but SEO presser is P-R-E-S-S-O. Oh, .com slash blog title generator with dashes. That's why. Blog title generator. Yeah. Slash blog title generator. And I'm not getting it. Well, check it out, everyone. <laughs> um, I don't even use that one mainly. Like I use, I use different ones. You could just Google blog title generator or blog titles for SEO. 
Um, there's a lot of different generators. So point being, use that to um, beef up your titles and also give you some ideas on blogging. It's going to yeah. really help. No, that's good. <clears throat> that's good stuff. Yeah, I've used, uh, in the past, I've used things like that for uh, like email titles, um, subject lines, um, but I haven't, I'm not as consistent mainly because I don't, I don't usually do them as much. I you know, hire people else to do it, <laughs> but uh, yeah, good copy is, is huge. That's a, that's the thing people really overlook that, you know, when it comes to hiring people to do marketing, they're usually thinking about their designers, which obviously is important. And, you know, people that handle their social posts and, and do their videos and all that kind of stuff, but they kind of really overlook copy and the importance of copy. Um, but, and, you know, think about, you know, do the newspaper, you know, how they sell newspapers, how they get people to pick it up. Well, that title, that headline is huge. You know, does it grab you? Is it going to want to make you pick up um, the newspaper and, and, and pay for it? You know, so titles are huge. And, you know, especially if you're sending emails, um, that title is what's going to, what the person's going to use to decide whether or not they want to open up, want to click that thing open. When yeah. the inbox is already full, and, and so good copy is is very very important. That can that can make the difference between a less than ten percent open rate to a thirty to forty percent open rate. Yeah, uh, but also you need to have good co- good content in there because if you don't, you might have good open rates in the beginning, but it's going to naturally decline because people aren't you're not holding people's attention once you do open it up. So, not just yeah. the subject line, but the the body of the, the content in the those emails. And so, regardless of what you're talking about, you know, anytime you have to use, put something in writing, um, sometimes you just got to hire a good copywriter. I'm, you know, we're developing a, a new. Um, a new program. My wife and I are, you know, coaching uh, married couples in business. So we're developing a whole new program for that. So as we're developing, as you know, Eric, we're developing out the brochure, the marketing collateral. Um, so I got um, reconnected to a copywriter friend of mine, and so she's going to help us uh, craft, um, write, write the copy for that. Yeah. And so you know, I just said like, because I, I sent her some of it, uh, what I had written, and I showed it to you, Eric. But I sent it to her, so she has some suggestions. And I'm like, ah, yeah, she's right. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, you know what? I told my wife, why don't we just hire her? <laughs> it's like, it was like, that's what she does. You know, I, mean, yeah. I can do it, but it's so much oh. more painful and, t- and tedious for me to do. Yeah. Um, but it's like, why don't I just have her do it? And then we just, you know, yay or nay it. And, and it's yeah. so much easier. And I can, that'll free up my time. That t- it could take me, it could take me a day to yeah. write up the copy for a brochure because I'm looking at it, I'm re-editing, I'm editing. And then I'm, then I get into the, you know, I start getting paralysis by analysis. Cause I, does this really look good? Is this really the best, you know, does it have the right oomph or whatever. And versus right. you, know, you hire somebody to do it, that just, that's how they do it. Um, that's what they do. And, you know, because then also they're not as emotionally connected to it. So they're a little bit more objective and they can get it and get it done a little bit more quickly versus mm-hmm. me. I'm worried about, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you're too closely involved to that the project, it it just takes you longer. Um, yeah, it's like a curse to uh, be able to somewhat do everything. Yeah. You know, it's a curse because you get blind to the fact that um, if you were to hire someone to do it, they'll do it ten times better, and you get blind to that. You know, and yep. I found that you know almost every time I'm like, oh, I don't know, maybe I should just ask someone else to do it. And then I always run into that moment when I'm like, dang, I'm glad they did it because they're they literally 10 times better than me at this. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. yeah. So I uh, hope this was helpful for everyone. Good. Um, some random marketing thoughts. I think we covered some, some good points though. And so um, 
any parting thoughts as we sign off, Eric? Um, just being consistent <laughs> with <laughs> whatever you're doing. Consistency is really good. Yeah. Try a lot of stuff, but you always want to have that thread of consistency. Yeah. To, um, and deviate a little bit when you when you want to do some creative, but have a game plan. Be consistent. Yep. Take some action well, to get committed and yeah. put some good people around you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the Purpose and Profitability Podcast. If you have any other business questions or topics you'd like to hear more about, email me directly at prosper at i61businessdevelopment.com. That's prosper at the letter I, the number 61, businessdevelopment.com, or go to the Facebook page, Purpose and Profitability, and write your comments in there. Um, and tune in again next week as we go live. So thanks again for listening. This is Robert Fakui, and remember, Purpose plus profit equals transformation. God bless everyone. Have a great week. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you have enjoyed this podcast. For more information, please visit purposeandprofit.com.